It takes a lot of time to do a proper YouTube channel audit, so YouTube channel analysis to identify what's working, what's not working. Because you're, you're, I mean, you're not only identifying the kinds of buckets of content that they're creating, which is basically, when I say a bucket, it's um, uh, a bunch of videos that are all following the same format, the same look and feel. Like you might have a podcast bucket, you might have a tutorial bucket, like we just said, right? It takes a lot of effort to, uh, you said you gave the definition of the funnel hack. It takes a lot of effort to do a YouTube hack. It does. It's a lot of time. So I'm going to be sharing what, like 23 YouTube channels with you here so that we can quickly identify who's really slaying it, who's really doing well, not only in a particular uh, period of time, but over time, over this three month experiment that I ran. And then, and then, uh, and then if you were a competitor to these people, then you could do your own, you could follow a, a, a similar analysis like this so that you can focus your attention on the winning channels. The leaders always have the arrows in the back, right? Uh, success leaves clues. So you're not going to waste your time focusing on ABC channel that's at the very bottom of the list. You're gonna focus all your time on the, the XYZ channel, not copying their content, but you wanna analyze why is it their content is outperforming the averages on a consistent basis. Good morning, marketers. Today, we are joined with Andrew, who is going to be breaking down some YouTube channels. He has uh, an amazing spreadsheet with lots of data for you to learn about uh, the metrics that are important to grow your channel and how to do you know what we traditionally call funnel hacking hacking on uh, you know when you funnel when you funnel hack a, a website or a sales funnel we're going to be doing some some youtube hacking on some youtube channels so uh get ready because this is going to be a fun awesome episode for you let's go all right andrew uh, i've seen you break down youtube channels before i know that you have these amazing spreadsheets that you put together to really analyze this stuff and figure it out you do this for us when we first started the show we found out a lot of interesting um uh you know, technical strategies and so on of kind of what, what to expect. So break it down for us. Let us know kind of how you put this together and, and how our viewers can use this information to be able to do their own research if they are going to be um, starting a YouTube show or a YouTube channel. Matt, I think you're one of the only people in the world that put those two words together. Amazing and spreadsheets. <laughs> 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 Let's be honest. I mean, spreadsheets are not everyone's jam, but I mean, I think I think this episode we're doing right now is more for like the green personality, like the the marketer that loves the data. And I mean, I've always considered myself a data-driven marketer, so I lean on spreadsheets to help me focus my time and attention and energy, which is finite, right? On the 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 best practices, on the channels that are that are just slaying it, on the channels that are just uh, performing better than the average, right? So over a three month period, I've been running an experiment, right? I've been tracking the, the biggest, most successful CRM platforms, but specifically their, their YouTube channels. Matt, you've heard of the term uh, funnel hacking, right? What's funnel hacking for those who haven't heard that before? Funnel hacking is where you basically are modeling success. You find a funnel that's successful and you model it for your own business. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, pro I approach YouTube channel audits, YouTube channel analysis the same way. But how do you know which because there's so many YouTube channels out there, people can like you'll end up pulling your hair out uh, going insane trying to figure out who you need to pay attention to and who you can, you know, you don't really need to pay close attention to the other ones because they're just not getting the results. They're not getting and the beautiful thing about YouTube is that there's a lot of it's got a fantastic feedback feedback loop. Okay, there's, uh, there's a lot of public facing data that I don't have to have access to their their YouTube studio. I don't have to have access to their back end to to determine how successful their YouTube channel is, right? So if you can picture the entire marketplace, um, attention, attention in the marketplace as a giant pie, how much how big of that piece of the pie are you controlling in YouTube? And why YouTube? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm biased because I'm a YouTube expert, but it is the number two website on the planet. It's the number two search engine on the planet, the number one video platform on the planet. So my interpretation is that these massive CRM platforms should probably be investing a certain amount of their budget, a certain amount of their activity and their energy into a platform like YouTube, especially since these these are marketing experts at the end of the day. So I would expect to see these these platforms. I'm oh, sorry, these these CRM uh, businesses um, performing uh, well in YouTube. And I got to tell you, I, I came up with some pretty interesting stats, some pretty interesting interesting data here that shows us certain CRMs are kicking butt, and other CRMs uh, that you might expect would be kicking butt are not doing so well. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Can, can we talk quick about like what kind of content they're producing, or is that gonna come later? Yeah. Oh, we could definitely dive into that. Well, that comes. 
that's more of like a deep dive analysis on specific channels. And that's mm-hmm. that, that when, it, when people ask me like, um, uh, I mean, this, what we're doing here is we're going to isolate which channels are performing the best. And then once you identify which channels are performing the best, then you would actually dive into their content. Okay, let's figure out what buckets of content they're using. Are they tutorial videos? Do they have a podcast? Are they doing more of a talking head style, educational heavy? Do they do any kind of entertainment at all? Do they do challenges? What do did you do- notice when you were doing this? What, what did you notice that they were mostly doing that was effective? Uh, that's a really great question. And unfortunately, I, I, I probably saw a lot of things that are not working. <laughs> I saw a lot more of, of video content that's not performing well. Uh, but ultimately, I think what a lot of these, sadly, what a lot of these CRMs are doing is they're literally just throwing up tutorial videos on their YouTube channels. And right, I mean, those, right. are, those are valuable, right? Because you and I, we're professional marketers. You and I all the time go onto YouTube and because maybe we have like an integration problem, right? Maybe we're, we're trying to upload a uh, contact list of our, our e- emails into the CRM or so we're, we're running into some kind of technical problem. How many times have you gone to YouTube and say, how can I, or how do I blah, blah, blah. So Absolutely, yeah. those kinds of tutorial videos uh, will, will pop up. And that's exactly one of the reasons why YouTube is so powerful, but it's, uh, that's also really, um, how do I say this? That's more of like, a like, a like a, a reactive way of using YouTube and not really a proactive way of using YouTube is what I'm saying. Well, I think like, you know, any, any CRM software, any software business should have their tutorials on YouTube. Oh, agreed. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, I think that's like hundred percent. Agreed. That should be one bucket. Yeah. Yeah. But when, then when they start creating content to, you know, create valuable content, should that be on their main channel or start another channel for that? What do you think? Oh, that's a really great question. And what, what I'm going to show you on the spreadsheet is some of these businesses actually do have multiple YouTube channels. Oh, okay. Okay. Which I absolutely love. Like a lot, what a lot of them have done is they've created like a community YouTube channel, which I think is brilliant. I think this is where I, I applaud any, any of these CRM platforms that have created multiple channels because they recognize that it's a very different kind of viewer. Sometimes they break up different channels for geographic regions. They'll have their Canada, their, their main uh, US account, their, you know, uh, their different geographic regions, because for whatever reason, they, they might have different products and services available for different geographic regions. And then they're, they know that they're the, the content that's really successful and popular in the U.S. doesn't necessarily translate, isn't exactly going to be valuable in other parts of the world for whatever reason, right? So, yeah. Right, right, right. So, what what can we get out of this data? Like, when after you finish everything, like, what's the expectation that somebody can learn from understanding the data? Well, this particular uh, data set is probably the most valuable if you are a CRM platform. <laughs> I mean, right, but I'm just saying, let's say you did this because you could do this for any kind of, yeah. you know, we did this before for uh, people who are in the space of creating content for creators, right? Um, I remember one thing that we learned was we didn't think that the the full episode, the long form, the one hour podcast video would outperform the clips. I thought the clips would get more views because they're more topical inside, right? But what we found with all the main uh podcast YouTubers was that their, their full episode got more views than the, the clips. Maybe the clips, when you combine them all, maybe, I don't know, but I think for the most part, people really enjoy just kind of, you know, getting to know that, that YouTuber, that podcaster. So they're just listening to the full episodes, right? Which was surprising to me. I didn't think that. And that was one thing that we learned. I think, and you're right. I think, I think Joe Rogan really made that long format, three hour long kind of interview format video content really popular. I think, I think he really kicked that, that style off. Uh, I don't know how popular it was before Joe, but, uh, but yeah, you're totally right. I mean, the, the shorter clips tends to be just another way that these YouTube content creators can just repurpose the content and get a lot more bang for their buck, right? Cause now they're using the same piece of content multiple times, which we're doing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll just give you an example of like, that was what one thing that I learned when you did the analysis, right? So uh, what kind of things can people expect to learn if you did an analysis like this for their industry or for their business? Yeah. Okay. Great question. So there, it takes a lot of time to do a proper YouTube channel audit, so YouTube channel analysis to identify what's working, what's not working. Because you're, you're, I mean, you're not only identifying the kinds of buckets of content that they're creating, which is basically when I say a bucket, it's um, uh, a bunch of videos that are all following the same format, the same look and feel. Like you might have a podcast bucket, you might have a tutorial bucket, like we just s- said, right? It takes a lot of effort to 
Uh, you said fu- you gave the definition of the funnel hack. It takes a lot of effort to do a YouTube hack. It does. It's a lot of time. So I'm going to be sharing what, like 23 YouTube channels with you here so that we can quickly identify who's really slaying it, who's really doing well, not only in a particular p- uh, period of time, but over time, over this three month experiment that I ran. And then, and then, uh, and then if you were a competitor to these people, then you could do your own, you could follow a, con- uh, a similar analysis like this so that you can focus your attention on the winning channels. The leaders always have the arrows in the back, right? Uh, success leaves clues. So you're not going to waste your time focusing on ABC channel that's at the very bottom of the list. You're going to focus all your time on the, the XYZ channel, not copying their content, but you want to analyze why is it their content is outperforming the averages on a consistent basis? Because clearly this channel has a very similar audience to the one that you're targeting or the one that you have. I mean, we're using CRMs in this particular lesson that, you know, if we can call this a lesson, but for whoever is listening or watching this this episode right now, you need to identify who your competitors are, who your comparables are. They don't even have to be direct competition as long as they have a very similar audience, a very similar kind of viewer that you're attempting to target. And then that way, when you're getting ready to launch a brand new channel, or let's say your YouTube channel is pretty flat, let's say it's like plateaued, hasn't really seen a lot of growth for a while. This is a fantastic exercise for you to run through so that you can identify who are the movers and shakers in your space and your vertical and why is it that they're doing so much better than you? And then you can uh, apply what works and discard the rest. That's the idea. Got it. All right, let's open up the spreadsheet. Let's see what you got. Let's do it. Okay, so this spreadsheet might look a little bit overwhelming for the uninitiated. Uh, this is something that I've been playing around with for a couple of years now, and it's, and it's served me really well. So I can uh, focus all my attention on the winners. You can see on the left-hand side here on the A column, I got the best third, the mid third, the low third. That's just a quick way to identify who's really doing well, who's do, who's in the average category, no matter what metric we're looking at, and then who's in the, uh, the bottom third, right? Then you can see I got Salesforce, uh, HubSpot Marketing, Zoho, all the way down to Marketo virtual user groups. I don't know what Marketo is, but uh, you know, Hootsuite Labs, everyone in between, right? Uh, you can see I've got everybody organized by their their subscriber base. Matt, you and I talked about subscribers in the last episode. Subscribers, for the most part, are kind of a vanity metric, but it's still important to track, right? It's still important. And when you go through an exercise like this, Sometimes you can pull out some pretty interesting insights that certain channels have more engaged subscribers, more high valuable subscribers, whereas others less so, right? We'll talk about that later. Um, you can see it's not an exact number because it's a public facing, you know, uh, number that pops up on the channel and, and you'll never get the exact number unless you have access to the back end. Now, the views, however, is an exact number. You just go into the about tab on a YouTube channel. So you can- Sorry, wait, why subscribers not an exact number? Uh, because when you go to YouTube, let's just go to any channel here. Let's just go to YouTube and I'll show you. Uh, they, they never show you the exact number. Oh, I see what you're saying. It just says it averages it to the nearest like 10K or something like that. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just pull up an example here. Let's go to Salesforce. So obviously it'll be a different number now because we're looking at, oh, let's go to filters. Let's go to channel. And here's Salesforce. So you see 221,000 subscribers, 1,012 videos. So this is where I get that data. And then when you actually click into the, vi- the channel itself, you can go to the about tab right here that I just said, go to the about tab. And then now I've actually got YouTube telling me exactly how many views that the channel has generated. Yeah. Cool. Right. 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 Cool. So, so that's why views is an exact number. Subscribers is always rounded. Right. So, uh, I mean, we have to be mindful that I know the, the calculations and formulas that I'm running on this spreadsheet are not going to be hundred percent because again, I don't have access to their backend data, their backend office, but, uh, regardless, this is still better than nothing. Right. And then I use a tool called TubeBuddy. I think you're familiar with that tool as well. TubeBuddy has uh, a free plan and then different paid plans. From TubeBuddy, I'm able to collect the views that were uh, generated in the last 30 days. Uh, lifetime videos, again, you can get from where I just showed you when you do a search for the channel. And then the amount of videos they've published in the last 30 days. These are all public-facing metrics that anyone could grab. And then from that data, I'm able to extract certain insights. I, I, what I do is I actually have uh, just a very simple formula to calculate the number of views per video, right? So how much bang for their buck is the channel actually generating um, uh, 
per video on a per video basis, how many subscribers per video, right? Which is also an interesting metric. Again, it's a vanity metric, but still good to know how big their audience is as compared to how much content they're making. And then uh, uh, this is a wonderful metric that I love. I mean, I know I'm totally geeking out on you here now, but clearly I'm a green personality sometimes. Uh, the, the number of views per subscriber, and then just an average, an equal weighted average of these three metrics combined. If you just want to quickly, uh, you know, uh, determine who's where, right? Then um, YouTube also tells us the channel, uh, the date the channel was launched, which tells us how many days old the channel is, which means I can calculate on average how often this channel is publishing a video to uh, their, their channel. And then at the very bottom here, we got averages, right? So the reason why this is so important is because uh, here, let's just use active campaign as an example. I know you're an active campaign user there, Matt. So I'm going to change that color right here so everybody can see it a little bit better. And so active campaign on March 9th, you can see, like I said, this is a three month experiment. I collected this data on March 9th and then again on April 9th, excuse me, April 8th and then May 8th of this month. And so you can see that if I was on the active campaign team, I can quickly, whoops, I can quickly identify that we are substantially lower than the average subscriber um, audience size for everybody in our, in our niche, in our vertical, right? The average size is 41,300 subscribers. Uh, now they have actually generated a, a pretty decent, almost 2.2 million views on March 9th. Uh, but again, the average is over 18 million views. Um, the amount of views in the last 30 days, 14,800, a lot less than the average uh, uh, compared to everybody else on this list. Uh, lifetime videos, they've published 402 videos, which is not too bad because it's actually not that uh, far beneath the average. So again, that's one way they can measure themselves against everybody else in the pack. And then uh, you can see how aggressive their strategy is because they actually uploaded 17 videos in the previous 30 days. And the average for everybody in this, this data set is 10. So they're actually uploading a much more aggressive uh, in a much more aggressive YouTube. What, what are their videos about? Do you remember what their videos were about? What they do 17 videos? No, I didn't watch everybody's videos. When I run through this exercise, this is just uh, a snapshot on time, right? To identify who's doing really well on March 9th, right? And then because I do this on a regular basis, typically when I do this for clients, I actually do this quarterly. I don't do this every month. I normally do this quarterly, but for this that we, you and I knew we were going to make a video and I wanted to run this experiment here, right? So I did this, captured this data, which is only a snapshot in time. Then we can track the difference between March 9th to, uh, to April 8th, which is why I have nothing in the D column, nothing in the F column, because there's no growth rates here. We don't have any data before March 9th. And then obviously uh, compare the difference with May 8th, but I didn't actually click into all of the YouTube channels. And I probably wouldn't have clicked into, if I was actually doing this for a client, probably wouldn't have clicked into active campaign because their metrics here are not super impressive. So I wouldn't have actually clicked in. Now, if if someone told me, listen, Active Campaign is a super direct competitor to us, I really want to know, I want to have a better idea, a better understanding of why they're not doing so well. Well, then, yeah, I would have invested the time and effort into doing a deep dive on Active Campaign specifically. But I, I typically reserve that time on the channels that are actually doing really well. This this is a time consuming exercise, but it's worth it. You're only doing it once a month or once a quarter. And then once you identify who's consistently doing well every single time you run this exercise, now you have to ask yourself, why are they doing so well consistently time and time again, right? So check this out. I want to sh share something cool with you. I just want to make a comment on Active Campaign because I use Active Campaign and uh, recently spoke with them. Um, and I know that they are aggressively trying to have better customer support. So that's why I'm curious what those videos are about because I, I, maybe they're more kind of like tutorials. I, I told them that a lot of their tutorials were out of date. And I wonder if they actually went in there and figured that out what they were. And we talked before recording that we don't have go high level on the spreadsheet, yep. which is, was missed out. We forgot to do it. I'm kicking myself. Um, but that. yeah, I'm actually planning to switch from Active Campaign to go high level. Um, and uh, you were saying that they actually look like they had some good metrics too. So uh, maybe in the future, uh, we can add them in. But yeah, agreed. All right, show me your interesting thing. What were you gonna? So, oh, sorry. Before, sorry. Yeah. Before you jump ahead, I want to ask you something. Yeah, of course. You're on that column on on views per video, subs per video. That's an average of the lifetime of their correct. Of their, uh, Right. Yeah. Because I wonder about just how accurate that could be. Because maybe they were not aggressively, or not even aggressive, but just not putting in a lot of effort into like growing a YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, eight years ago. Yeah. Maybe they just started like four years ago. Yeah. Right. So it would be kind of interesting to, I know that's a lot more work to kind of go to every single channel and like look at like, when did they start really being consistent with this? Right. And then that might give a more accurate, you know, in terms of them actually putting the marketing strategy behind all this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So and I'm just curious about what those numbers would look like if you identify that. Dude, you're bang on. Yeah. You're bang on. But this is exactly yeah. why if I was the YouTube consultant for Active Campaign or Salesforce or any of these guys, what I would be recommending is that they run through this exercise on a regular basis, either once a month or once a quarter. Because yeah, you, you can never jump in a DeLorean, go back in time and make better decisions. But if you're running through an exercise like this on a regular basis, you end up creating your own historical data, right? Because you're right. These numbers are based off of the, since the inception of the company of the uh, the channel so yeah. when, but when you compare that data with april 8th with may 8th then now you can actually you see where i'm going with this now you can actually yeah. determine what they are what this particular channel is doing over time right so yeah yeah i know i know once we get into the next few months and we see the growth rates that's where it gets more interesting so um so uh actually before i show you that really cool thing i probably should point this out too because we've got a couple question marks here yeah so uh so right now i've got the list organized by subscribers so clearly we can see salesforce has the largest audience followed by hubspot marketing then zoho blah 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 uh sprout social hootsuite labs and marketo are at the bottom right so now let's organize by lifetime views views are way more important than subscribers look at this very interesting monday.com actually bumped salesforce out of the top spot now, what we don't see with this exercise is that we don't know if uh, what percentage of these views are coming from paid ads and which are organic, right? But all oh, right, Monday does run tons of ads. Yeah, and but the thing, and they do. We've all seen them, and they're they're actually legit, pretty good ads, in my opinion. Now, having said that, though, going back to the the uh, the kind of the analogy that I led things off with at the beginning of this episode here is like if the marketplace was represented by a pie and we want to measure how big of the piece of the pie you're controlling in the market, how much attention are you controlling in the marketplace? Well, then it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter if those are paid ads or if they're organic views because right. ultimately that brand or that YouTuber is growing their authority, growing their influence, growing their reach, whether they're paid for or organic. It's kind of besides the point. I mean, I agree that if I had that additional granular information, that would be powerful for us, but from a marketing standpoint, ultimately, I just care about how much attention are they cr controlling in the marketplace. So, a hundred, almost one hundred and fifty million views with only forty, almost fifty thousand subscribers. They're kicking butt on that front. But we have a question mark right here. Why do we have a question mark? So, I can't say for sure because we don't have this historical data. We don't have the growth rate. But I can tell you because I've been doing this for so long that when you get a question mark, because I I basically opened up the channel using my TubeBuddy app, my plugin. Okay. And it gave me an NA, not applicable. Now, why the hell would I get a not applicable for a YouTube channel? Any ideas? Ads? Because they deleted some videos. They either deleted some videos or they made a bunch of videos unlisted. Yeah. That's what that's why I have a question mark. And that here. will just screw that will screw up the data on anything like TubeBuddy or VidIQ. That's stuff correct. Like that? Yeah, that's correct. So if you're using a third party mm. tool like TubeBuddy or VidIQ or something, and you get like you know some kind of error message or not applicable, it's it's unfortunate we don't have that data. But it uh, I can tell you because I've been doing this for so long, it it basically means they deleted a bunch of videos that they deemed not valuable or not important or or how many how many videos do you have to delete in order to like make your data hidden like this. Well, basically, if the views go into a negative territory, then then I uh, then that doesn't that messes up uh, uh, TubeBuddy. It messes up that that plugin. It the plugin goes. Oh. I don't know how to figure that. I don't know how to interpret this because the, oh, because the views are actually a negative number now, right? There's, the growth rate is oh. a negative number. So that oh, see, so hey, yeah. if you want to uh, prevent people from spying on your channel, now we know the strategies. <laughs> just just start deleting your videos. I, wa <laughs> I just wonder, like, if you just put up like one video and then. Uh, you know, give it 30 <laughs> days to sit there, you know, it gets a few views and then just to like unlist it or delete it. And then it screws up all the data for, for all these third party apps. But if, but yeah, yeah, I guess you could, but ultimately you'd end up shooting yourself in the foot if you were deleting valuable videos, right? Most channels wouldn't want to do that. So anyways, but uh, uh, I just, yeah, wanted, yeah. Just, wanted, <laughs> just wanted to quickly explain why I have a couple of question marks here. Because I feel like, we, I feel like we just found this like loophole in this. Yeah. <laughs> How to protect your data. You're not wrong. You're not wrong because you got marketers right. out there like me that are analyzing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? So then we also have the lifetime video account uh, that I like to keep track of just because I want to know who's who's doing who's got the most aggressive programs. So WordPress, check this out. They only got 15,000 subscribers, but they've published almost, uh, or sorry, I'm, 
uh, going by the wrong metric there, but they've published over 3,000 videos to their channel, WordPress. That's I feel like WordPress has just been around longer than everyone else. Well, yeah. Well, their channel started in 2014, so their channel's not that old, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, look, wow. Yeah, see that? It's only 2000, uh, 2,833 days old. There's plenty of other channels oh, on this wow. list are older. Yeah. So they were kind of late to the oh, game. Oh, I see. But it's weird, Look at right? Zoho. Look at Zoho's numbers. Yeah. yeah. Zoho. Because they, they yeah. started back in uh, 2006. I had no idea Zoho was wow. that old. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I mean, there is, I remember hearing about Zoho a long time ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah I know you mean. But, but there, is surprising. there is a chance though. Like, you know what you said at the beginning of this, how a lot of people, including brands, when they first create a YouTube channel, they're not really that active on the channel in the first early days, right? Most of us. Yeah. They're just that. uploading tutorials. It's a free place to host your video, but especially back in 2006, it was, you're not trying to be a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube wasn't the same beast it is now 2006, 2009, 2013. Yeah. So you can see like in those early days, we can all assume with a reasonable lot of certainty that they weren't really using their channel to the most effectiveness, right? And it's weird to see that they have over 3,000 videos, but they didn't upload anything in the previous 30 days. That That is kind of strange, right? I, I don't normally see stuff like that. Okay. So we now we've gone through all of the, the public... Oh, who's the... So look at this, HubSpot. HubSpot is a huge brand and they've got the least amount of videos. I suspect because they've got 41,500 and this is back on March 9th. When they only have 33 videos... That tell I have my gut tells me that they've probably deleted a lot of videos. I think they've or made a bunch of videos unlisted because that's a low amount of video account for such an old established company. Well, I guess their channel isn't that old, but still, HubSpot's been around for a long time. So, so yeah, I yeah. And I wonder if they they must have other channels. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, thirty three total videos, but they published seventeen videos in the last 30, 30 days. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. They for sure removed videos. Yeah. Then why you never got the question mark? What the hell happened there? <laughs> well, that's, be that's because we don't like this. Probably they probably deleted videos a while, more than 30 days ago. Right, 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 right. This metric is only the last 30 days. So if they deleted the videos 90 days ago or whatever, it's not going to show up on this side, right? So, okay. So, so we went through all the public facing data. Oh, actually, oh, I should talk about this here first too. Let's, so let's organize. I have all the filter buttons up here, right? So I like to organize who's been uploading the most videos in the last uh, 30 days because who's, who's aggressive right now, right? Maybe they're not the biggest boys in the block, but who's really investing heavily? And so ServiceNow, uh, their, their now community is, was super, super- What is ServiceNow? I never heard of this before. ServiceNow. ServiceNow is huge. Uh, ServiceNow makes the world work better for everyone. Our cloud-based platform and solutions help digitize and unify your organizations so they can find smarter, faster, better ways to make work flow. So employees and customers can be more connected, more innovative, and more agile. And we can all create a okay. future we imagine. They, mu they must so be a corporate company. So they're, they're yeah, they're cloud-based. That's very corporate. Yeah, they're cloud-based. With, 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 with language platform. like that, it's like, okay, so what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, they, they are very corporate, aren't they? They're cloud-based, uh, but I knowledge is da, 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 products. What kind of products do they have here? Employ IT workflows, employee workflows, customer workflows, creator workflows. Interesting. Yeah, they're huge. Okay. They're huge. I don't. I'm, I'm no expert on these guys, but they are huge. They're massive. Yeah. Because like Monday is basically that, right? It's like about creating your workflows, tasks, you know, um, project management. Yeah. And let's like when you compare when you compare it to like HubSpot, I think HubSpot's more like a marketing platform and a CRM, which is a little bit different. That these are more like project management tools, that, but they could be used as CRMs, I guess. Oh yeah, right? dude, that's totally fair. And I, I mean, because ultimately, this real—I wouldn't call this a competitive analysis. I call this a comparable analysis because sometimes they might be direct competitors. Other times, you're comparing a brand that has a very similar audience. Right, because sometimes you can pull some really interesting insights just by com using a comparable instead of a competitor. Right, so, uh, but yeah, their stock price four hundred thirty bucks. Everything's down these days. Uh, what's their revenue? Uh, four and a half billion. Four in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, they're headquarters yeah, in Santa Planet. Yeah, founded in two thousand. You know, I would be really interested if I was like getting in this industry doing marketing. I'd be really interested to like get in and figure out why they're so aggressive right now. Maybe they just hired a new team. Maybe they just raised some funding. Like what's going on there um, to understand more behind the scenes of the company. Yeah. I think that's interesting that and, they are. And it's interesting that you say that because even though their metrics over here that we're going to get to in a second, they're not over average. They're not super, super great. But when I do this for a client, I'm, I, I can quickly identify for my client that, listen, out of all of these comparables, these are the people that have the most aggressive YouTube strategy. So what do they know that we don't? 
That's like, look at those stats where they have for views per subscriber in the last 30 days. Yeah. It's only like 82 versus Monday.com at the, almost 3,000. This actually isn't, these metrics aren't in the last 30 days. These metrics are total. So it's total, oh, total, oh, subs- total. Yeah, total, oh. so, uh, total views by total subscribers. Yeah, I, oh. I could create, I could create another uh, column and do just uh, a, col- a sp- sp- like separate column for the last 30 day metrics. But right, I've right. been, uh, I, I chose to make these metrics for the lifetime of the channel. Yeah. Are they just making a bunch of crappy videos? ServiceNow? You, uh, you have the channel open. Go over that channel. Yeah. And let's go look at their last, their, their videos. What are they doing? Well, keep in mind too, I pulled this metric, these, this data on March, right? So we're going to have a different set right. of 30, uh, th- we're going to have a different set of videos in the last 30 days. Okay. So what do we got here? Oh, you seconds? know what? Okay. So this, this stuff is all about them. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're making uh, content for their customers or just talking about them. They're telling their story, right? Oh, totally. So it's not as interesting. It's not going like, to be converting. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. Like, oh, I like two and a half minutes, 67 views. Like this is, for, for a this video this is big. called yeah yeah the video is called the power of your voice two and a half minute video with 67 views you know it's probably on their website somewhere yeah. you know they probably that's why just, they just uploaded here they're, they're not trying to do the youtube thing otherwise like look at these titles it's like there's barely there's not any consistency in thumbnails on this channel yeah and what i'm so what i'm no i'm not a fan of their thumbnail strategy at all and then what, what something else i'm looking here for you but i don't have a perfect so sometimes you can clearly pick out the ads. You know what I mean? Because it'll be like a, yeah. like a, a 45 second video that's got 1 million views and two comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those videos we know we can, we can, you know, I mean, we can't say for sure, but with just by looking at the data, you can just, you can interpret what the video was used for. Um, I don't see anything mm-hmm. with millions of views or a hundred thousand views or anything, but um, I mean, what's up with the sorting right now? Why, why is the sorting so off whack? Well, it's sort of the videos. most recent. We could go by most popular and see what they're most Was popular. Was it? No, because it went from two months to two weeks oh. as you scroll down. Oh, that's just because they weren't uploading. Um, oh, did? Is that what it did? Yeah. Yeah. Just now. Oh, I didn't to, see that. Hold on. Six days, six days, that, two, oh, weeks, now, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Oh, now. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait. Two months. Okay. Scroll. I, scroll, I swear. It was like. Oh, okay. It went down to weeks. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I was tripping. Just another glitch in the matrix. That's all. But, um, but just to further emphasize what I just said, look at this thing. 30, 31 seconds, 1.1 million views. I'm going to click on it. Let's see how many comments. This yeah, thing it's has. obviously an ass. 30 seconds. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's do a little reconnaissance here, eh? Oh, look at this. 256 comments. That impresses me. There you go. I'm, there you go. I'm shocked. But see, then what I would have to do is I'd have to read through the comments and see if people are actually enjoying the ad or not. But anyways. Right. But there, a 30 second video obviously is an ad, you know? Yeah. So. So, cool. I mean, we can't, I mean, and ultimately at the end of the day, like I said, views are views. Uh, if you're growing your brand and your reach and everything, then you're achieving the goal, whether you like YouTube is going to be happy to take your money. You, they're a business. They're be more than happy to take your money. Okay. So we went through the videos in the last 30 days. Now let's go by uh, views per video. Who is the winner? Monday.com. Again, ads might be influencing this metric, but clearly- I think Monday runs a lot of ads. Yeah, they do. I see their ads all the time. Yeah. It's like Grammarly, you know? Monday, Grammarly is like always. Yeah. yeah. Give me a break. But check out the, uh, <laughs> the second spot there, ClickUp. I've never used ClickUp. Have you ever used ClickUp? Yeah, so um, I actually did. I was uh, was going through, I went through Monday and ClickUp and uh, Asana and Trello. I was trying to figure out which one to use. Nice. Uh, I was leaning more towards ClickUp. I think uh, ClickUp, and they also just raised a lot of money. They're growing rapidly. They're very, you know, they're they're getting really big. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, ClickUp is uh, interesting. I would actually, I choose ClickUp over Monday. Oh, yeah. Very cool. And yeah, they're there on the the, top, the second spot. They're not too far behind. Then we have a huge drop from number two to number three with Salesforce, followed by HubSpot Marketing. Okay. And then who's the, the bottom here? Marketo again, the poor little Marketo guys. They, they are, uh, I guess their channel has been around. Oh, there you go. You do have two HubSpot channels there. Another one yes. you pointed out, the HubSpot. There is another one right there, HubSpot Marketing. Yeah. That's the one that they seem to be more focused on. Yeah. The HubSpot one is probably more the corporate. Yeah. Well, and the HubSpot... HubSpot marketing was launched in 2007, whereby HubSpot was only launched in 2015. There you go. There you go. So the HubSpot marketing channel was probably their main channel. And then for whatever reason, they probably renamed it to HubSpot marketing and then spun up a brand new channel called HubSpot uh, years later. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I didn't like, I didn't highlight the, the worst 
But let's just go ahead and do that because I can make these red because it's interesting to see Word, WordPress. WordPress has been a big, they're, you know, a pretty big company, but they're, they're yeah. not doing so well on views so per video. View, uh, service views now per community video, horrible. And Freshworks. Yeah. They're, so they're the top four and in Marketo, the I know Marketo. Marketo, uh, definitely, you know. Is that yeah. how you say that? Marketo? They're, gotcha. Marketo, yeah. They're like an email marketing platform. Oh, are they? Gotcha. But yeah, they probably just have, uh, but also that was his virtual user groups. That could be like a another channel they have yeah. versus and, like their main. Well, and I couldn't find, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, I couldn't find an actual proper YouTube channel for them. Uh, Adobe, no, not that. Market over, yeah, market over virtual user groups. Yeah, that's these, weird, these yeah. channels are not applicable. This is Adobe, so yeah, this is the only channel yeah. I found for them. So interesting. Okay, yeah, pretty weird, okay. right? Okay, so that's yeah. views per video. Let's go ahead and go to subscribers per video. We got the top four. I'm going to go ahead and highlight the bottom four as well, just so we can keep a quick eye. I'm I'm big with color schemes. Just uh, helps me identify. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? that's cool. Yeah. So HubSpot. Yeah, it's basically the same people. Yeah. HubSpot's the the winner, followed by HubSpot marketing. Look at, so, look at Keep. Look at how bad Keep's doing on subs per video. Man. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They're doing. They're not doing so hot. Well, they're doing okay with the views per sub. And how their channel's super old. They're they're over. So Keep, Keep used to be Infusionsoft, yeah. right? So just everyone else, so right? Just change the name right. there, but uh, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty small audience. But those that's a respectable amount of views. Nine point three million views uh, for that. They used to be they used to be like the only choice, like kind of what they what they did yeah. their software. There wasn't a lot of it. There was like Entreport was another option, and. Uh, Maybe not, not even HubSpot. I think it was like Entreport or Infusionsoft. And Infusionsoft, everyone went with Infusionsoft because it was the only platform that yeah. could really do all your affiliate tracking, your email marketing, all that stuff. But now there's so much competition and people just got, you know, I think Infusionsoft was a bad service, high prices. Like I had a bad experience with them too. I won't get into it. Oh, yeah. So they rebranded to keep. And, uh, you know, it looks like people are still pissed off. They still know. That's Infusionsoft. Well, I don't know. I yeah, don't they're know. they're not doing too well on the YouTube side of things. Plus, they only uploaded two videos. Um, they do have a lot of videos on their channel, seven hundred eighty-seven videos back in March. So they they have an aggressive strategy, but yeah, they're in the red here for subscribers per video. HubSpot is both their channels are dominating on that front. But we're going to come back to this because there's something interesting there I want to share with you. And then views per sub, Monday.com once again followed by ClickUp again, and then all of a sudden we got Keep way up there. So Keep is not doing great on the subscribers per video, but they're doing de they're doing really well in the views per subscriber. So for the view, th so this would be another example of something that would warrant a deep dive in their channel because they, these four channels, well, I mean, really the first two are doing exceptionally well. And then there's a huge drop down to the next two. But really, if I was a CRM platform, right, I would dive into these four channels and be like, how is it that they're able to convince their viewers to consume multiple view videos and to keep coming back? Because clearly they're doing something that works, right? And you won't, you don't know unless you go through an exercise like this, you don't know because, because now, like if, let's say this is the metric we care about, views per subscriber, right? Now is where you would actually, uh, and, and if you're doing this every month or you're doing this every quarter and you see the same four channels at the top, then this would warrant, okay, now we need to do a funnel hack or a YouTube hack. Now we need to do a YouTube hack. Now we need to do a deep dive analysis. What kinds of videos are they uploading? Do they use playlists? What are their playlists? What's their call to action? What's the, what's the editing and pacing like in their videos? Are they using background music uh, effects or animated text? Like it, then you just go deep. You go super deep into their content, right? right? I'm actually thinking like maybe they did some contest or like, hey, go subscribe to our channel. You know, they could have done some more kind of aggressive growing their subscriber base at some point in their history, which is what kind of bumped their numbers up. I feel like that might be it, but yeah. we'd have to, again, look at their channel, their videos, see what's going on there. Right? Yeah. And then, I mean, I do have an average column here. If you just, if you want to be more generic across these three different metrics now. Okay, cool. Let's, this is the cool thing that I've actually, <laughs> I actually wanted to share with you. And then we can actually go uh, through the, the period of growth to see who's really doing well. So I'm going to pick on HubSpot because when I was playing with the data here, before we hit the record button, I saw something interesting. So I'm just going to go ahead and highlight them, make them purple so we can see them where they're at. So for views per video, they're, they're respectable. They're in the mid range, right? 7,219 views per video. It's a small channel. They only have th 33 videos at the time, but still 
you know, we know we know that they did something to reduce the size of their channel, right? So let's go ahead and look at subs per video. We already talked about this. Wow, look at that. I mean, they obviously uploaded a bunch of content, got a bunch of subscribers, and then deleted a bunch of videos. I'm guessing. That's a total guess on my side. But watch what happens. So we're looking at subscriber per video. Then look what happens when we go over to views per sub. They literally go from the very top to the very bottom. So it, it does cause, like, it, it certainly makes someone like me who does this on a regular basis, I'm like, whoa, what is going on with HubSpot? So you think, you think it's a fake subscribers? What do you think? It's possible. I mean, we, you Conspiracy and I, theory. you and I know, like, we've been around the business for a while and there's, it's possible to go out there and buy some fake subscribers because some channels artificially inflate their subscriber base because they want to have that uh they want to have that peace of mind knowing that they have like they, they want that vanity metric is what i'm trying to say yeah i think it's interesting do you want to pull up their channel let's uh do oh, a little quick uh let's do a little quick review of their channel and let's see what we find let's do it oh I'm, i love this geeking out stuff all right, so that's HubSpot marketing. That one popped up first because that's obviously the more active channel. And then here's HubSpot. So they got 58 videos now. Let's go to HubSpot here. Let's go to videos. So let's, let's see, see what, they're, what doing. they're doing here. So they actually have a look and feel for, I would like to see more people on their thumbnails. They do have some, but I would like to see more. Too much, too much text on some of these. The text yeah, is but too they, they're doing, they're doing, um, Customer support videos. Yeah, looks so like what it looks like, right? The Typeform HubSpot integration, uh, Sprout Social HubSpot integration. So this is all. So that that makes sense as to why they created this other channel because yeah. they have the HubSpot marketing stuff. You don't want to inundate people with this kind of stuff. Have another place where you can go just find all the help stuff. Looks like they have some commercials there. That's a really you good. Can see yeah, the you can see they actually label them as ads, which is you know makes our job a lot easier. I'm surprised to see this one only had 281 views. This one's got 243,000 views. They must have just shut this yeah. one off right away. Yeah, that is weird. Um, and now let's go to the oldest video. Let's just scroll down. Yeah, there's only 33 of them, right? Look at that one, 1.2 million. Yeah, these are a lot of ads. 2.5 million. Um, yeah, lots of ads. Interesting that they're running their ads on, on this. Yeah, and that's nine months ago. You're right. So this channel started in 2015, and the oldest video is nine months old. So I know why the numbers are off, man. Because they have all these subscribers, but they delete all these videos. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, we, that's well, that's what I'm suspecting. We have no proof that they deleted a bunch of videos. No, no, for sure, we, we for sure. This channel did. got started. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that means they didn't buy fake subscribers, yeah. right? Because uh, it means that they must have had way more videos that got the subscribers, and you're averaging out how many videos they have to how many subscribers they have. There you go. Yeah, we, there's no fake subscribers. No, you and I know that people do that on a regular basis, but. We have no way of knowing what exactly happened with this YouTube channel because I only started collecting the data back on March 9th. But there, there is a, there's a reason why I'm kind of picking on HubSpot now here too because uh, we're going to jump into April and May in a second here too. All right, let's go, let's go. Okay. All right, so yeah, here we are back here. Now we're looking at March. We've spent a lot of time talking about March 9th and we had no data on the growth rates because we didn't have any historical data. But if we jump forward here one month later, 30 days later, we got April 8th, 2022. Now we can actually see how the subscriber growth has changed between March 9th and April 8th, okay? And we can also look at the, the growth rate and the views as well, right? That's why it's so valuable to do this exercise on a regular basis because you end up getting a lot more juicy data. So if I organize by the growth rates, you'll see Hootsuite Labs grew by 13.4% oh, wow. in subscribers, which I, I believe is their community channel, right? Because again, like I said, a lot of these channels have spun up multiple channels because they have very- It just got started. You could see there, got started in 2021. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and, and they have the, the highest growth rate, which is good to see because, I mean, it's easier to have a more impressive growth rate when you have smaller numbers, obviously, but you, you'll never catch up to your comparables. You'll never catch up to your competitors unless you have that growth rate that's like, orders of magnitude faster than your competitors, right? Mm -hmm. Same same thing here with Marketo. Uh, they only have 631 subscribers, but they grew by over 7%. MailChimp grew by over 5%. ServiceNow, the Now community grew by 3.7%. And then Buffer's at the bottom here. Well, let's highlight the bottom four too, just to keep, keep it easy to see. So yeah, Hootsuite, Freshworks, HubSpot, and Buffer grew by the, the slowest rates on the subscriber base. Okay, so now let's look at lifetime views. 
Uh, this is insane. <laughs> this is why, wow. this is why I was picking on HubSpot in the last one because, uh, I, and I'm going to change this one right here too. This is why when you see 2,426% growth rate in lifetime views ads, those are ads because I mean, we went from March 9th to April 8th. We're only at 44 videos. They had still have a very aggressive strategy. They uploaded 10 videos, but that is the average, actually. As you can see, that's the average here. So that's not super, super great, I guess. But their 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 views just exploded. So uh, you can plainly see that they threw a ton of money at YouTube in this period of time. And like I said, YouTube's a business. At the end of the day, they'd be more than happy to take your money. But uh, but now HubSpot is aggressive with this relatively small channel, 44 videos now, are aggressively growing their awareness, their influence, their authority, because they're just thro they're throwing money at YouTube right now. Like it's almost like I don't know what their budget is, but like this is ridiculous. <laughs> so Marketo is uh, taking up the, the tail end there, Z followed by Zendesk. We haven't talked about Zendesk yet. And then Hootsuite Labs. And then who's at the bottom here? Aweber, Keep, Hootsuite. And ServiceNow is a negative number. So remember, we already talked about the question marks in the last one. Now we have proof that ServiceNow likely deleted some videos or made some videos unlisted. Yeah, so... Now the data is no longer captured, and that's why I have a question mark here. That's why uh, uh, TubeBuddy gets confused, gets all panicky. And gets yeah, me I did a. notice in March it said they uploaded like 67 videos or something like that, right? Uh, did they? ServiceNow, let's go back. I can't remember. Uh, it, it was uh, ServiceNow support. Where are they? ServiceNow. Right there. Uh, they uploaded two videos. Oh, two videos. Sorry, and, now, and then yeah. they uploaded, where are we here? They uploaded oh, right seven there. Oh, 61. Oh, I'm looking at ServiceNow now community. Oh, there's that's, two ServiceNows. Yes, that's right. They also have more than one channel. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. So was that on the other spreadsheet? The both? Yeah. The two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right okay. Here, ServiceNow. Yeah. yeah, you're right. ServiceNow, the community yeah. uploaded 36 videos. Very aggressive right, right. strategy. And then, wow, they doubled that to 61 videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that 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 probably did them some favors because they're in the top four here for the, the growth of their audience. Nice. So, Damn, 60. so that's like two videos a day. Yeah. That's an aggressive strategy. Damn. So they're, and because yeah. their views, let's look at their, their views only jumped by well, 6%. That's impressive over only 30 days. That's so good. Yeah. It, it's hard to say if they did any aggressive ads like uh, HubSpot, but they, they have a much more aggressive content strategy than HubSpot. So uh, their organic strategy is doing a lot more of the heavy lifting rather than HubSpot's they, doing. They could have been directing traffic either through their website, their emails or social. They could have been taking one of the, taking advantage of one of their, their, their sources of traffic to uh, pump up the channel. Right? Dude, you're bang on. And I'm always very mm. cognitive of that. I always talk to clients about yeah. this. Like some, sometimes it's uh, what I like to do. And let's just look at, because I got HubSpot open here. Let's just go to their most recent video sometimes i didn't i didn't do it in this um uh particular uh experiment because it's part of my workflow with a completely different task but what i do is i typically capture the number of views that a video will will collect but i'll also collect the number of thumbs ups because if a video is generating views because it's embedded on their website those views are less valuable in youtube's eyes YouTube will still count it as a view, but it doesn't weigh the view the same way. Whereas thumbs ups, you can really only give a video a thumbs up if you're actually watching it on the YouTube platform itself. So when I'm weighing out like how successful someone's videos are on their on their channel, I'm actually I'm actually organizing the success of a video by the number of thumbs ups, not by the number of views. So yeah, that's a little extra tip there. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So lifetime views. What do we have here? So who's the winner again? HubSpot kicking ass. Uh, they're more than happy to pay YouTube, but you know, they're going to gain an awareness and influence and authoritativeness and all of that. Okay. So who's got the most views in the last 30 days? Whoops. Uh, yeah, no, it's the same. They, it, when I organize it by highest to lowest, for whatever reason, it puts the question mark at the top. So HubSpot again is obviously the winner followed by monday.com, monday.com, Zendesk, Salesforce. All right. And then lifetime videos. We know, well, we don't have to go by that metric because we're, we already have uh, the March 9th data. ServiceNow, now community, they're the most aggressive. 61 Monday pipe, pipe drive. We haven't even talked about pipe drive yet, but pipe drive uh, uploaded 17 videos. Okay. So views per video. How did they do? Monday.com, click up HubSpot. So even though HubSpot had a really aggressive paid strategy, 
they're they're still in third place. They're not doing. Uh, it's interesting how Monday because you know their growth didn't go that much. I mean, they could be running ads, right? But it's just interesting that maybe they're running ads with the target of getting views versus HubSpot running ads with the target of getting subscribers. Uh, you know? Oh no no no! Sorry sorry no no because that's still their their lifetime views percentage going up. Yeah, lifetime. I views, see. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I haven't been uh, using these metrics for the last thirty days. I could, I could, but uh, but I've I've reserved uh, this data for the lifetime views. Yeah, and uh, this is why I like to track so much of. That's why I collect so much public data, and then I use these formulas to tell me because it's really hard to interpret what the data is telling you, what the story is, unless you collect all of the metrics because it you can either confirm a theory or you can disprove a theory if you go through the views the subs and and measure them uh, appropriately against so that you're comparing apples against apples is basically that's how i designed this whole spreadsheet and it's it didn't always look like this like a couple years ago it was much more dubbed down version and then i just figured something out figured something out and then kept adding new things in right so can you figure this data out if you were not doing it in real time every 30 days? No, not I wouldn't be able to. No. I would what uh, what I should do is talk to like some kind of software developer guy that could scrub the various YouTube channels that I that I determine that I want to track and yeah, I wonder so if there would be like a software out there, or like maybe like a TubeBuddy or somebody that would be able to do this automatically for me. Oh man, uh-huh. that would be gold. That would be gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because if you were not doing this in real time, you wouldn't be able to figure out um, a lot of this data. Yeah. So, so yeah. I like the growth rates. Um, we've already talked about these metrics and on the March 9th metrics, we can jump into May 8th here, the more recent stuff. Um, and then we can quickly identify Hootsuite Labs now is the, the top. Pl- uh, was it Hootsuite Labs last time? This is, this is why I love the comparison. Yeah, it was Hootsuite Labs. So there you go. Two months in a row. Hootsuite Labs. Let's go take a look at growing. Hootsuite Labs channel. Let's see what they're doing. Let's do it. Because if I was a CRM platform, I would want to know what the hell is Hootsuite Labs doing that their subscriber base is growing so much quicker than ours, right? Oh, there you oh, go. I, like, I like their thumbnails. I like their thumbnails. They're doing tips on, uh, on growing on Instagram, TikTok. I noticed uh, later.com does this. If you take a look at later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. is that they're giving you marketing tips and data, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, also, Sprout Social does this. Or not so, I don't know about Sprout Social. Is Sorry, it later.com or just later? Uh, it's later.com. Okay. Um, their YouTube channel um, okay. does this. Because they're like social media marketing platforms. Yeah. Right? Uh, so that's what it is. I think that's... This is what you're probably looking at later. Yeah. Let's go to video. Yeah, yeah, Agora Pulse also does it. The all-in-one social media platform. So you see, look at their, I like their, their content. Too. Is, you know, Instagram SEO tips, TikTok this, you know what I mean? Trending yeah. stuff. They did a lot of shorts here. Then you go back to the Hootsuite thing. It's the same sort of content, yeah. right? It's like the algorithm hacks and the you well, know different like, data they can pull. It, I, I think this is pretty obvious, man. Like you and I have talked a lot about the the, the creator economy in recent episodes. These guys, they're a brand and they're making themselves look like a creator. I find that very interesting. Yeah. It looks like they've hired some people yeah. who are the creators for, for yeah. Hootsuite now. They've, they've, hired they've talent, basically like made certain employees that they deemed whatever, like they have maybe an on-camera presence or they have an authority on the team for whatever reason. And they're like, hey, we need you to start making some YouTube videos. We recognize YouTube is an important platform for us, blah, blah, blah. And so Hootsuite Labs... A uh, big congrats to you because month out, month over month, your subscriber uh, growth rate is just super, super impressive. 14.3%, 13.4% respectively. That That is really cool. They're doing, they're doing a great job. And Marketo, you know, they're, they're on the smaller side, but they're still doing okay. MailChimp and then ServiceNow, now Community. Guys. What's Marketo doing? Let's go look at their stuff. Let's what do it. They, it's so weird that they don't have like, uh, just like a channel for like their, uh, their support and stuff. Like, what is this? Are they doing marketing tips too? Let's go to videos. Oh, they're not. So they're what not is doing proper stuff? thumbnails, unfortunately. Yeah, these are not mobile. Are optimized. these what? What are these? Um, Nordics Find Your API Engage Champion Orsh. Yeah, this is a weird titles. Lead source and UTM capture. Yeah, San Diego. Some events. The webinars. They're there's the webinars. That's what. The, yeah, look at the length. They're all like oh, hour long. Yep. Yeah, look at the length. You're right. Almost all of these are going to be webinars. 
Which is so, which is too bad they don't put a little bit of energy into the thumbnail because none of these are optimized for mobile, which is the vast majority of YouTube users. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, it is weird. They don't get a whole lot of views. What's their most popular one? Oh, most popular videos. Check it out. Most yeah, popular. it seems like only two. Maybe they views. have. That sucks. That's, that's too weird. bad. Yeah, they, they need go to, to Marketo's website. Go to Marketo. They they need to talk to a YouTube person. <laughs> go go to about and okay, fine. Yeah, you just click on their LinkedIn. Oh, that uh, is this their site? What? It went to the wrong place. What is this? Why did they? Oh, it's some user group thing. Oh, oh Adobe bought Marketo. It's called Marketo. What? Why did it take me there? Know. Okay, hold on. Let That's me... some user group thing that they're using. Nation.marketo. Is this their website? Nation.marketo? I think it's just marketo.com. That's a subdomain for their. They're probably using some sort of a uh, community platform for this Got built it. by Adobe. Let's or do maybe it. Adobe bought them. Oh, I didn't know that. Gotcha. Adobe Experience. Yeah, Marketo, Marketo must have bought Marketo. Yeah. Maybe that's why they don't have a channel. Scroll down. Let's go see where their YouTube link is at the bottom. Oh. Uh, yeah, YouTube there? So no YouTube. So obviously they're not they're not uh, valuing YouTube like the, the other platforms are. Yeah. 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 I think uh, they need to be reached out to. That's a, that's a real shame because, I mean, like reading between the lines, so you, the, YouTube. Will, yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to like tell you tell me, man. Like, would you go to Facebook or Twitter and type in if you were a Marketo user? And you're having a problem with something? Would you go to Facebook or LinkedIn no. or no? You'd go to first, YouTube first place. I want YouTube. Yeah, yeah. out of all of them, for for a software platform, I, I always go YouTube to see what they're doing and stuff. Yeah, uh, Facebook is really dying. So, man. so like, there you go, Marketo. I'm going to reach out to you. You, you need some help. <laughs> you're going to have to reach out to Adobe, and that's going to be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> is that shots yeah, fired? Is that shots fired there, man? I think I don't know. I I feel like Marketo must have been like you can go Marketo acquired. Like look it up. Let's just see. I bet you they got acquired by Adobe. I feel like Marketo has been in the game for a while. I could be confusing it for something else. Oh, I'm not familiar with them at all. So you're you're gonna have so to Marketo tell me. Marketo acquired business. Yeah, there you go. Adobe to acquire Marketo. There you go. So they must have bought it and just killed it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's one oh, of those, you know, <laughs> how much, how much, where is this B2B marketing engagement? They usually don't say for 4.75 billion. Oh. Really? No, That's, that can't oh, 4.75 billion. Today announced it has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Marketo, the market leading cloud platform for B2B marketing engagement for 4.75 billion. Wow. Crazy. Marketo was worth there was almost like, five billies? I didn't know that. But you remember when um, MailChimp got acquired by uh, FreshBooks? Oh, sorry, not FreshBooks. Sorry, um, Intuit. Intuit. Intuit competes completes the acquisition. Okay. Yeah. So they bought they bought MailChimp and they bought um, um, they bought something else at the same time. Yeah. The other the very popular uh, tax accounting platform, and then they put them together. Okay, now I want to know if Intuit has a YouTube channel. <laughs> you see how, like, you see how this gets, I don't know. I think this is down these fun. rabbit holes. I think this is fine yeah. because it, it takes me down a rabbit hole. And then, and then what you do is the trick is what you do is you open up an incognito window. Oh, they do have a channel. 32,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. TurboTax, QuickBooks, Mint, and then QuickBooks, QuickBooks. There we go. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. So there's like QuickBooks plus MailChimp. They've been advertising them together a lot. Gotcha. Because they're like the suite for small businesses. And, and they bought TurboTax apparently too. I don't know. You know? So yeah, you can always see the ads, but I'm trying to find what I wonder what they're. Most it's interesting that they got MailChimp inside there with all those other tools. Everything else is all kind of accounting and yeah, I, you know, money, money related. I was going to say they got the same MailChimp. It, it seems yeah. like the oddball out, doesn't it? But Mailchimp got acquired for some billions of dollars, so it's interesting that I forget what it was. I don't think it was four billion. So that means Marketo got bought out for more than Mailchimp. Wow. But yeah, all these companies, like I feel like every one of these kind of software companies should be doing some sort of a YouTube strategy, like for the for how much they're worth, how much money they have, yeah, what it would cost them to do that, like what what Hootsuite's doing right now. How much do you think that costs them? You know, it's like. They're a huge company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what I, do you think they're going to invest? Like, it, not like maybe 20K a month, maybe. I doubt it. And I think they could get it done for a way less. I'm talking about that, that talent that they have probably works there doing other stuff too. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. They're not. So you got a bunch of employees. Creators. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. It's like, it won't even cost that much. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a no brainer for any brand, any business, any entrepreneur. I, I truly believe this. A YouTube channel is only going to support you because every time you hit the record button, you're cloning yourself 
and you're making your brand accessible yeah. 24 7 365 so when it's two o'clock in the morning and i'm having a problem with abc i'm going to go to youtube to find the answer i'm not going to go to your website i'm not going to go to your right. app i'm not gonna, i'm going to go to youtube and it's vital for your brand to exist where you know fish where the fish are and i mean if i was a crm if I was any one of these guys or go, go high level or any of the brands that I, I failed to include in this list, I would look at this, this average number. Uh, on average, they've added 593 videos to their channels. Some are below, some are above. But right away, you know what the norm average medium is. And if you've in- uploaded less than 600 videos to your channel, then it's like, okay, team. We got to get into uh, kick into gear here and, and get into content creation mode because look, our, our, they're kicking our butts here on the video front, right? So yeah, and it's interesting too that like there are companies that have now billion dollar valuations like Monday.com. I know those are like Grammarly. I think Grammarly got acquired already, um, and they were like really aggressive with YouTube and and doing this. So it's like if you're a software company, it's like why would you not? be looking at this sort of stuff and be like, okay, how do we implement something like this? I mean, it's a long-term play. It's not going to happen overnight, but there's like big companies now that, that were, you know, primarily aggressive on YouTube. And, and I feel like YouTube has the most longevity. If you're going to go like hard on Facebook, if you went hard on Facebook, you know, for the last 10 years now, it's like get got you nowhere. It's like Facebook's oh, yeah. organic reach has totally died. Facebook ads going downhill. Yeah. Right. And then, the, yeah, I don't lot. see anything in the radar for YouTube being like, you know, any sort of like major risks of it just kind of dying, you know? They're still way ahead market leader. YouTube was arguably, uh, I don't know. I can't say this for sure, but I think YouTube was like investing in VR even before Facebook was because their VR platform has been around since 2018. When did Facebook or Meta start getting into VR? I don't even know. Mm, they acquired Oculus around, around that maybe time? that time. Okay. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. YouTube's not going, going away. Facebook's not going away either, but... Uh, like, I mean, come on. It, video content is the number one video, uh, con- uh, number one source of medium consumed today. One day it's going to be disrupted by VR and AR too, right? But so check this out. Um, and then uh, before, before we wrap things up here, if we're, if we're going to look at views per subscriber as our number one most important metric, it's just an example if like this just happens to be the metric that you just mostly care about. Let's say monday.com, ClickUp, Keep, and Zendesk are kicking butts. And in this situation on May 8th, they are the ones kicking butts. What you could do then is because now I've calculated on average how often do they upload a video. It's pretty pretty self-explanatory. They're basically uploading a video once a week, right? If I delete all the others, then we get an average. So they're uploading a video um, every 6.3 days, right? So right away, if I was a CRM competing with these four brands, I would say, team, we got to upload at least one video a week, probably two videos a week just to catch up to these guys. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, I find this really valuable. Like, if somebody wanted you to do this for them, do you offer this as like either like a one-off or if I say, hey, Andrew, can you track? I got 10 channels. Can you track them for me? It'd be 30, 45 days or whatever it is. Is that something you do? Because I know you, you do this for your for your, your clients who, you know, maybe on bigger package and stuff. I just think this could be very valuable, um, you know, for either for an industry you know, let's say I say, hey, can you give me this industry stats every 30 days? And maybe a whole bunch of people could just pay for that, that those stats every 30 days. Or I say, hey, I have these 10 channels. I want you to monitor them, report to me back every 30, 45 days, every quarter, whatever it is. Do you think that's something that you could do? That's a really great question. And honestly, I don't break this out as a standalone standalone service because it's not valuable enough. I really wouldn't, I wouldn't do just this for a client. I have packages. If you go to ytera.com, you'll see the different packages that my, my agency offers. And this, this is included in every single package that I offer because it is that important. But there's so many moving pieces and an effective YouTube strategy that uh, I would never break this out into like a standalone service because... I mean, so then the client goes, great. Thanks, Andrew. Now, what are they going to do with it, right? They, they're they going to need a lot more insight and guidance and coaching. Yeah, you need so, a strategy. Yeah. I guess for me, because I, I can see it being valuable because I just looking at it now, I'm like, okay, I know where I would look and get ideas and figure things out, Yeah, right? So I guess that's why I'm thinking of it that way. You're, but you're also, right. You're for also somebody who's, like, you're a professional that's been around the block more than once and you, yeah, yeah, that's you, right, yeah. you would take these insights and run with it where like... I know you, like, I know I could uh, share this with you and you'd be like, awesome, Andrew, thanks so much. This is all I need. But if, if I was talking to Marketo or someone else, I wouldn't like, maybe this sounds bad, but I wouldn't trust that they would know what to do with the data. I wouldn't trust that they would know what to do. They would need a lot more handholding in my opinion. Yeah. If I'm right, honest. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool.
All right, let's wrap it up, man. Uh, this is really interesting insight. This was actually my request to Andrew because he he did something like this when we first started our channel and uh, analyzed other YouTubers in the creator space. And I was like, this is awesome. And so I asked him if he could put something like this together for a industry. He chose the CRM platform. So I think some CRM platforms in this list are probably going to end up seeing this video. So if you guys are watching this video, um, definitely reach out to Andrew. He knows his stuff and, uh, and he can definitely help you grow your YouTube channel. Um, everyone else watching, we're going to do more marketing tips on good morning marketers for you in future videos. We usually are covering the news and stuff like that, but uh, we do want to do more educational content for you in the future as well. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, the YouTube channel is a no-brainer for any brand, any enterprise, any entrepreneur, like I said, because this is the only scalable way to get your brand out to the masses. And I mean, it's marketing 101. These are CRM platforms. These are marketing professionals. I don't have to tell them to fish where the fish are. So, and uh, you and I have shared many times in previous episodes about the, the YouTube impressive metrics with regards to active users and the amount of the bounce rates and all of that stuff. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Uh, all of these CRM platforms and, uh, and every brand, in my opinion, better have an aggressive YouTube strategy. Otherwise, they're going to leave money on the table. They're going to lose out to the other brands who are actively and aggressively participating on the YouTube platform. Absolutely. All right. Awesome, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to, um, we have a YouTube, or sorry, sorry, we have a Spotify playlist if you guys want some music to uh, jam out to. I recently noticed a few more people adding some tracks to it. So if you guys want to check it out, it is in the description in, the, in all of our podcasts and on the YouTube show. Just check out the description, go over to Spotify, listen to some music with us. You can add a song in there as well. And uh, don't forget, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about in the last episode, we're not going to ask you to subscribe anymore, but instead, go and watch some of the videos on the channel because uh <laughs> we don't want subscribers <laughs> all right all right take care guys bye